Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford with Lynx. Last week, I got the opportunity to spend the week in Pinehurst. As many of you know, is the cradle of American golf. And it's a special place to me. I'm from North Carolina. I, I grew up going and making trips to either watch the U.S. Open at Pinehurst number two or and, and have the fortunate opportunity to play a little bit at Pinehurst growing up. But I hadn't been there in some time. It had been about seven years since I had been back to Pinehurst. And from my experience, what I can tell you is that a lot of it is the same and exactly how I remembered it. And a lot of it is different. Uh, they have completely turned the the area around the clubhouse into uh, from a place that's almost felt like a museum where you walk through and you're and you're awed by all of the history and and uh, memorabilia they have in the clubhouse into the sort of place that still has that, but that's only part of your day, your day. You could spend all day there, either at the cradle short course, um, playing the putting course over at the pine cone, which is the little bar out on the cradle that kind of overlooks everything out there, or just sitting out on the back porch at, at what is now the deuce right there at the green of number two. It's truly become kind of the central, not that it wasn't before, but it's become home base for Pinehurst and a place where everyone wants to be. Uh, Some other things I thought were great about Pinehurst that I didn't really remember from my last time visiting there. Uh, The connectivity of everything, the the shuttle system that uh, is encouraged around the resort. Um, sure, you can walk everywhere. You're discouraged from driving because everything kind of is within, you know, two miles of each other, essentially, um, in Pinehurst proper. But they also have this wonderful shuttle system, um, extremely clean, comfortable, and efficient uh, that runs from each of the Pinehurst resort hotels. And that was fantastic. I don't remember that from the last time I was there. Uh, You also get your own resort card that everything can be charged back to your room. The convenience factor is huge. The newest additions to Pinehurst have transformed the place. Uh, Pinehurst Brewery is incredible. You have to go to Pinehurst Brewery. Not even... If you're not a beer person, it doesn't matter. Um, doubles as a smokehouse and some of the best barbecue I've had in North Carolina was there at Pinehurst Brewery. We stayed at the Manor Inn, which has just undergone renovation and is a top-notch place to, to stay in Pinehurst. It's actually backs up to... Pinehurst Brewing. It's in a really good location. The rooms are are modernized. It's they've taken all the best elements from you know the stereotypical nice modern buddies trip type of atmosphere and uh, and made the manor into something a, a place where everyone wants to stay. I didn't remember much outside of my round at number two, uh, but I think 
the the rounds that I played recently will will stick with me for a while, particularly number four, which is went undergone a renovation in 2018, and Gil Hans basically reconstructed the place. It is a different challenge, but it's every bit of a challenge that number two is. I had a newfound appreciation for the other courses at the property that get overlooked, I think. Number one was fantastic. It's shorter, um, but it's, you know, it's just a classic Sand Hills, North Carolina golf experience. Number nine is really cool. I, former Pinehurst National, which was a Jack Nicholas course, Bent Grass Greens is a little different from what you get at the other Pinehurst courses. It almost feels like you're at a, a private club in a way. And number eight may be my favorite course there. Uh, it's a change of scenery. It's the centennial course. It was built to, to commemorate a hundred years at Pinehurst and it really does a good job of providing counterbalance to the stark challenge presented by two and four and the other courses do even more of that you truly do get a sense that you're somewhere special as soon as you drive past the sign telling you that you've entered Pinehurst, North Carolina and sure I may be biased being from North Carolina but I think Pinehurst is as good as it gets for the avid golfer having nine courses right there on resort property, having the amenities, having the ability to go to 20 or so courses right there in the area. It's a wonderful place and we get into it more here uh, on the other side of this quick break in an interview with Ben Bridgers, the director of golf with Pinehurst Resort. Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford with Lynx, uh, coming to you live from an office at Pinehurst number eight, uh, a couple miles from city center Pinehurst. Tom Fazio, design over here, and joining me today uh, is Ben Bridgers, the director of golf for Pinehurst Resorts. I think I got your title right there. Yeah, thank you for joining me. Appreciate you being here, making the time to shuttle over the the long distance away from... Yeah, such a long distance. I'm sure your office is in probably the main clubhouse. It is. Yeah. yeah, Thanks for having me on. It's uh, good to be here. Glad you're here experiencing Pinehurst, and uh, I know you're playing number eight today, so looking forward to hearing your thoughts there. We got eight and one this afternoon kind of building on sort of like a gauntlet of golf that I'm, I'm playing this week i've already played off-site played tobacco road played the cradle the same day and knocked it around thistle do which was awesome and then played number four and nine yesterday awesome so i'm feeling it i'm starting to but i got a lot ahead of me too yeah, it's pretty good it's a it's a, obviously the sand hills of north carolina a great place to play golf and uh you, you've got a lot of a lot of bucket list uh courses on there and and you know it's uh it's interesting the the cradle i think and i'll say that i say this a lot but i think the cradle is probably the best thing that ever happened to piners so how about that yeah i would agree we just had a great great time and i want to get to that here in a little bit but 
was thinking when I was driving in with my dad, and you almost it's almost like you get past the sign that says now entering Pinehurst, and you're entering almost a different world, it seems like. It, you can feel it. Yeah, just, you get just relaxing. And yeah. You get there, and you're like, we arrived. And it's you weird. seeing the wire grass, and yeah, it's uh, it feels like home a little bit, doesn't it? It does, and I kick myself for, we're from Burlington, North Carolina, so we're a little over an hour away from Pinehurst, and, and I haven't been here since... 2013 probably and it's a long time that's a long time what am I doing you yeah. know well you know it's good you're here with your dad <laughs> there's not much better than playing golf with your dad I was uh, my dad turned 70 on Monday so I did the same thing oh, nice. playing golf with him and uh, no better place to do it than Biners he can still knock it around pretty good he still hits it pretty good you know he likes to he likes to see if he can out drive me a little bit so uh, he plays the same tees that I do every time we go out so I try to try to bump up one but uh, yeah he's the one that got me in the game of golf and I wouldn't definitely wouldn't be here without him. So. Yeah. So you got here in 2013. I did. Yeah. So I worked for Club Corps for really about eight years. Um, most uh, the last before I came here, I was the general manager at Nagsay Golf Links in the Outer Banks and the Village Beach Club. So I kind of worked at two facilities out there uh, for Club Corps, the Curtis Club, which is in Corrala, North Carolina, and then Nagshead. And so uh, my old balls, um, we all worked for for the, the a regional manager at Club Corps and just kind of recruited me here from from Nags Head and one of those things where as you mentioned about driving in it's one of those things where how could you pass up an opportunity like this with the opens coming up in 14 and all that good stuff so it's been a it's been an unbelievable ride from a little small town Carolina boy yeah that's I mean talk about a dream job if, if you're working in the in the field of of golf and and being yeah, in your position it's uh it's amazing i mean it really has been um to see the really the transition uh, as well of how much we've changed since i started and what the back you know working with the back-to-back opens with the usga was just unbelievable you know it was two weeks the, the men playing first and the ladies after that but it was really a month of you know 5 a.m to 8 p.m 9 p.m just because you didn't want to leave you know you were there and you were in it and uh, it was just amazing experience and i think the the greatest thing you like we've got so much um, history and then golf and then you know the restaurants there's just there's just so much to do now as opposed to you know way back when although we had the history but just the, the changes that, that Bob Devin Jr. and his family have made to this property has been awesome so for someone who's never been to Pinehurst and I mean you know about it because you see it in the news and you see pictures and everyone knows number two but how do you describe what Pinehurst is just to someone who's, who's never been here before well you know it's just uh, there's there's so much I mean I think that's the, the, the beauty of Pinehurst is everybody gets a little piece of different you know whether you're here with your family whether you're here just planning a golf event um, I think their first experience at Pinehurst is just wow you know because we do have so much great golf not just at the resort but you got Pine Needles and Mid Pine and Tobacco Road like you mentioned and it's just it is a mecca it's the home of American golf and you know the longer you you stay here the better I think it gets and you know you, you can play Donna Ross obviously did courses one through four and so you get that history and you see the vision and the wiregrass and it's just uh, it really is and, it, and it's a it's a big property you know there's we, we have a large membership as well as the resort and so it's just a, the clubhouse is really really large and it's somewhat it can somewhat be intimidating as you get in but you know you come to the front door and you got Larry and Frolin who've been here for 44 
45 plus years and they're just welcoming and just the I think the greatest thing about it is is the people that you see and how you know like I mentioned about coming home and I think that's whether you're coming to the Carolina Hotel to have dinner or function you know um, it's such a different experience to Holly Inn is where it all started December 31st in 1895 you know they had a little little shindig there and um, and kind of kicked it off and the Carolina started being built in 1901 so and then we recently renovated the manor so it's kind of a you know a newer age uh, newer model version uh, hotel so you kind of got a little bit for everyone um, we mentioned earlier uh, this will do in the cradle you know so whether you're with your kids or your family gives you something to do and it's golf and you can practice our practice facility is fantastic and so there's just so much and it's it's you know the putter boy sits out there and, and when you even when you're around now you look at it and you come up you're like what is that it's the cradle you know and it's just it's a wow factor yeah for sure i'm staying at the manor which is awesome i mean they must have talked to somebody about like when you're coming to a golf resort what are the things that are most important humongous shower head that just blast you like that's great the room's like frozen cold which i like too <laughs> just pumping ac but it's all uh very yeah like you said kind of modernized and a different feel from the other three properties but what are two properties but what i thought was is cool and and maybe i didn't experience last time i was here was just the connectivity of everything the resort card you get where you can just hand that in at, at breakfast at the carolina or, or lunch here at number eight which we're going to do today yeah kind of a one-stop shop and the shuttle system's great even though it's yeah. a large property it is it does feel like you're connected and Again, I think it's the I mean, the people, you'll hear that from most everybody that you see is like, wow, you guys are so welcome and so friendly, and that makes you feel close, close-knit. Said mm-hmm. so. So when you started, that was kind of a unique time because number two had just gotten the restoration, so it's back to its roots, Donald Ross, and then you're, like you said, you're going right into those U.S. Opens, which put, again, Pinehurst on the global stage. You got 2024 coming up as well for the U.S. Open, um, so that's exciting. But how much in since 2013, for me, that was the last time I was here, and it seems like a lot has changed, but again, a lot is still kind of the same classic feel of Pinehurst. How much have you seen things develop? Well, I mean, I think, you know, like I said, the restoration with Don Pageant, you know, it kind of, that kind of kick-started us in with the, with the USGA and, and get it, getting the golf course, it was certainly a risk taking it back to what it was meant to be. Um, but, you know, it, it played beautifully in both the, the US, the men's and women's US Opens. We had two great champions in Martin Keimer and then Michelle Wee. You know, I probably had no idea what I was getting into when I came in 13 and, you know, we kind of dove right into just learning as much as possible, working with the USGA and, uh, I mean, really and truly some of those guys that we've worked with are great friends, Robbie Zalznick and, and Leighton Swove and those guys. Um, I play a lot of golf with those guys now and, and you know, um, they're, they're actually, they moved into Pinehurst so they live here and, and so they're almost like uh, they're, they're almost like family in a sense and so we um you know, kind of in 14, uh, I think we kind of started looking at, so the, it used to be the, the Deuce restaurant now, um, which is overlooking the 18th, used to be a, another, the number two shop or the 99 U.S. Open shop and mm-hmm. 14 U.S. Open shop and things like that. And so um, we, um, you know, you always have um, corporate hospitality and that area was, was basically for Mr. Demon during the, the, the Open. And I think that was kind of when it spurred 
hey, this would be a great place for a, a finish, a, a post-round bar. We always had a veranda bar when I first got there where you, we'd roll it out and serve cocktails on the patio. And it was just something that we needed that additional, that after golf experience. Or if you're in the area and you just want to come over and watch people play golf because you're not a golfer, you can have the lunch there. We've got great buffet. We've got the pastrami. I don't know if you've had any of that pastrami there, the deuce, but it's I went BLT, awesome. which was really good too. Yeah. Put, we put a few pieces of bacon on that sandwich, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's been, you know, then we had the, the U.S. Amateur um, four ball in, in 17 and then last year's U.S. Amateur, which Andy Ogletree won. And it's actually U.S. U.S. Amateur week this week got abandoned. So yeah. uh, it's hard to believe it's been a year, but there's, uh, you know, going into 17, you know, we had talked a little bit about, you know, what's next. And I think number four was kind of on the, in the target. And, and, you know, obviously it was a Fazio design golf course and it was, uh, it was a good golf course. It was kind of a tribute to Don Ross, but we really need something similar to number two and selected Gill. You know, we kind of did the, the cradle, the practice area, and uh, we had a this do, which used to be beside the first tee of course four. And so if you had a function at the Donald Ross room, you'd have to walk all the way out there. And so we wanted to kind of get that back to, you know, right by the clubhouse. And, and so that's kind of, kind of what's been done. And, and, you know, I don't think the cradle wasn't really on our radar. I mean, we were kind of thinking about doing something similar and you know, Bob Farron and Gill, and I think they just kind of figured out that it would work. And that little area used to be the first hole of five, first hole of three. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's just been, it, it's been an amazing transition having Thistledew over by the clubhouse because people are there. You know, the members club was renovated in 13 as well. So the members really are out. The deuce is full. You got the cradle. You got Thistledew. I mean, I was standing out with Bob Devin um, one night for function. I was like, man, you just got to be really proud of yourself because it's, he's reju- rejuvenated the facility in, into what it is. And it's a place for folks to gather and play golf. Yeah. And it's, and I remember the area where the cradle is from coming to the U.S. Open here and that being the driving range. And so to see it now is it's just kind of mind blowing what it is and what it's become. Yeah, I mean, we had, uh, we, we literally had the Concord Elegance, and I think it finished on May 5th or May 6th, and then we closed down that area and uh, cleaned it up the next day, and then Monday morning they started, and they left two of the greens, which were the, the ones that were already there, but they, they shaped it up, built seven greens, seeded the greens, sided the rest of it, and we opened it in, I think, September 17th. Mm-hmm. So in four months... It was it was transitioned into a short course that we probably averaged 180 to 200 rounds a day out there, and, and I didn't know if we really got it right until I went out there and I played with um, uh, you know a friend of mine, and she had was just learning the game, and I didn't know you know if we really got it right in regards to tee times and all those things, but you know she go she go out there and hit shots. And she hit a, she hit a tee shot and put it up, chip it up, and then you know we we got off the ninth hole and played the nine holes in forty five minutes, fifty minutes, something mm-hmm. like that. And she looked at me, she was like, "Wow, that was fun." And I was like, "And you know, like I said, she wasn't a golfer, didn't play that much, but she never felt rushed. She had a great experience." And I was like, "Man, we really got this thing right. We did the right tee times, twelve minute intervals. You know, you could kind of play all day. You could go back and loop it again. And but whether you're out there with your family, whether you're out there with your friends." you know just having a few drinks and gambling we've got the pine cone which is our our beverage cart out there which has really become a destination oh yeah so it's cool yeah it turned into i think having been here before 
and walking through the clubhouse it's like a museum almost and you go and you see you're like okay you know like I, I saw it it's, it's that's really cool it's a lot of history and everything yep. but it's kind of turned into a place where you can literally sit out there you can spend all day just in that area around the clubhouse I mean and the cradle we I didn't know how I would feel about wanting I played it once and before I teed off, I was like, maybe we play it once. I don't know if we'll loop around again. But that's the first thing we wanted to do after we played it once was yeah, play it all absolutely. again. You get to nine and you're like, you want to go again? Yeah. And it's like, sure. Yeah. And then the thistle do is, I mean, did Gil do that too? He did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you it, can tell <laughs> with the, the way the green is just like a. a it's great. Hard you, to we, we, if you're playing golf, you, we've got a little practice green that's fairly flat, and then you know you start over by the flagpole, um, and then and you know you play the 18 uh, holes. I mean, it's a 70,000 square foot large green, huge. I remember the first time John Jeffries, who uh, superintended on two, we were out there, and I was like, man, how long is it going to take you to mow this thing? Uh, and, yeah. uh, it was. It's been fun to watch, but we've got cool little you know little um, drink holders and tee markers as, as one, just so you don't have a lot on the green where you can just pick it up and mow it and things like that and yeah it's been a it's been a hit and, and people are out there like i said all day really just putting and then the cradle and so you know if you've got a group um you know you can come out and put a little bit and go to the cradle and play and then finish up and get a couple cocktails and just enjoy being out there the sun sets right over so you can see it. it's just a it's become a destination for people that don't play golf to come and just watch yeah which is awesome yeah do they change the holes out um, we've, got, we've got two or three rotations that yeah. they kind of so uh, so our golf course maintenance team is probably you know they're one of the best in the business so they they kind of they put the, the whole numbers in the cups and then they switch it around basically so when they set it up make it pretty clean and simple and uh, but uh, there's some pretty challenging putts out there especially when the greens get fast mm-hmm, for sure and then yeah cap it off at the the deuce if you want to it's I mean you're literally right there at 18 and number two. Payne Stewart statue right next to you. It's, I mean, it doesn't get any better. No, it's, really. uh, it, it, it is, it's awesome. Like I said, whether you're just having lunch there, not golfing, if you're a business person or just playing, uh, playing around and finishing up and just, um, you know, people will be out there having some wagers and having a few beers and just, um, it's fun to watch because you're coming up 18 and let's say you, you don't quite get it to the green. There's a little bunker there and there's people up there watching you. So you're, uh, you're, you're kind of on show and it's kind of like your U S open is what we kind of, what we call it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of number two and and number four being the hot new thing on the scene a little bit and has certainly deserved all the accolades it's gotten recently, I've heard some people say they think number four is now harder than number two. What do you think? Um, I don't know that it's – I mean, I think the first six holes are are definitely a little challenging. Um, You know, Gil did a really good job putting some bunkers in the right places on the first hole. Like, you feel like you can – if you're – um, play, you know, depending on what tees you're playing from, you feel like you can drive it over the bunker, and, and most people don't. And the second hole is par five, but you know you kind of got a downhill lie into a kind of a larger undulating green. So um, the start can be tough. The fifth hole is, you, you know, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm playing the blue tees. I hit driver or three wood sometimes. Yeah, so it's uh, it can be a little challenging. I think once you get past six, um, it's, it becomes a little bit easier. I think that the 
The challenging thing for number two is obviously the greens. I mean, I think it's all straightforward. It's right there in front of you. You know, you can um, you can hit good shots and not necessarily get rewarded for them. You know, it kind of rolls off the green depending on where you where you miss it. So that's what makes that the most you know kind of the most challenging. And you're playing a U.S. Open golf course, so I think the the fear that you may have or um, in in number two, knowing if you miss a shot, that it's gonna it's gonna penalize you. Um, but I think number four is you know you, we saw during the USAM, you know the scores on four were definitely a little bit you know if you're a longer longer hitter the four you know course four played a little bit easier. Brandon Wu shot 65 out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Augustine playing um, in the final match, I think he was four four under in, in, in that. So I think it does play. There, you can make more birdies out there because the greens are not as as challenging. And I think. You know, the, the thing about number two is I think if you if you know where to the more you play it the easier the golf course gets because you kind of know where to miss it right. um, but if you can keep the golf golf ball short of the flag you're going to have you know, a fairly easy putt but if you hit it over the greens or it, it can be a challenge you're dead yeah I will say the first six holes I'm glad that you said that because they ate me alive on number four and I didn't even feel like I was hitting the ball that bad. I was just, I put myself in spots where you, you just cannot yeah. put yourself. Yeah, just all of a sudden you're over, you're four or five over par after six holes, and you're like, wow, what happened? What just happened? Yeah, yeah, that was it. I thought the nest is that what it's called? The halfway house that, out there is yeah, yeah, the nest. Great addition. So it's um, you know, it, it's kind of modeled after our original clubhouse in the 1900s, and um, you know, we really didn't have a name for it. Um, but if you as you play around the, um, you know, the golf courses, you'll see this little silver um, emblem on the, on the trees. And it's kind of like, you know, it's the, the red cockatiel woodpecker. And so they, um, Tom Ashley, our president, is actually a very, um, very, has a good eye for those kind of things. And we needed a name for it. And so we, we named it the nest. And so it's a, it's a great place to watch a little golf. It's looking right down the ninth hole, of course, four, um, you know, and then also 11 on two. And, and you know, when, you can see right over tent green, so it's a great place to have a, a woodpecker cocktail and just kind of, you know, we got some, we got a few uh, rocking chairs up there. You can just sit back and relax and watch some people play golf, and um, it's become a destination for our members and just other folks to come out. And you know, it's we got the little, we got teas and things like that, just little subtle things. And I think that's one of the the greatest things that we've done as a as recent is just kind of the subtleties from the two, four, and eight. We've got the teas and mm-hmm. ball markers and the nest has got something and we're just trying to make it you know like I always say like if you go to the Holly Inn the tavern at the Holly you want to get they, they bring you a bag of, of chips mm-hmm. you know and you know, you get the little ranch dip and you knock it out. It's just, it's a great thing. And then if you go to the Ryder Cup Lounge, you've got the mile high key lime pie. And so we just kind of, we're trying to put a little stamp on that is where, wherever you go, you got to get something. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Something unique. And yeah. those are like collector's items for exactly. people. Almost like you collect scorecards or pencils. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's great to see people putting it yeah. on social media and saying that they're here. And, you know, people, people love going places and getting things. And it's, it, like I said, it's unique. You know, I love seeing all the scorecards and all the tees and everything and hey I was at Pinehurst so. yeah for sure the other courses obviously don't get talked about nearly as much as 2, 4, and 8 do but I really enjoyed 9 yesterday I thought that was a really playable golf course and a good way to after just getting the crap beat out of me on number 4 <laughs> it's a good way to 
in the day and nice relaxing ground yeah we've got so many i mean like i said we've got so much for everyone you know so if you're if you're a beginning golfer you know the one and three and five are kind of like our classic golf courses where you can they're not very long and, and three is still very challenging with some of the greens um but then you've got you know we're sitting in we're sitting in my opinion we're sitting at one of the greatest golf courses we have and, and that's mm-hmm. the centennial course in number eight so it was built in 1995 to celebrate 100 years of pioneers and uh Fazio design Audubon facility, not a, you know really you see a few homes that are not on our golf course really they're, they're off but you can kind of um, so you're out here with nature and it's just got some challenging shots and the greens out here are, they're they're pretty awesome and um, you know and then you've got like you mentioned number nine national it used to be the old national golf club we purchased right before the opens in fourteen and um, and that's Piners number nine now and that's that's been a great addition because you know our membership the signature membership is course seven you know you all nine golf courses but you get seven and nine so you've got mm-hmm. number seven reese jones design that has bermuda greens and then and then Piners number nine has um bent grass so you kind of got the best of both worlds there but yeah i agree with you national and number nine can um you can make some make some birdies out there but it's got some great holes you feel like you're at a private club so to speak yeah definitely so, do feel um, that way the bent grass and, and um the superintendent out there dave Bogles has done a great job with them it's it's hard to grow bent grass in the summertime but he's still got them fairly firm and um it's, it's it is it's great they got a great clubhouse here with a lawn and, and you can see the water and the stone it's 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 awesome and then i mean even like i said number seven so in 1992 tiger woods won here uh at Piners number seven in the big eye junior tournament mm-hmm. and uh it's just a, that's a i think that's a great golf course it's in fantastic shape we just hosted the carolina's pga senior event there uh, monday and tuesday and um Derek saunders won that and uh but it's it's a little downhill and then uphill to the greens but i, I love the layout i think it's very challenging um you know, number six is kind of a our members play that a lot but it's it's a great golf course as well um so like i said there's, there's you know two four and eight are kind of our when people come that's what they want to play but i find that when most people play six seven or nine they really enjoy it so it's it's awesome to think that we've got so many great golf courses yeah for sure uh, a really good variety and like you said i think those one three five those odd number ones top out at what like maybe six thousand yeah so actually number three um which we've kind of we've kind of taken that some back um kevin robinson and 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 some of the guys that work for golf course maintenance have done a great job on that and just kind of restored it and done some bunker work and things and you know it's 5100 yards par 68 Mm -hmm. challenge anybody that's listening to go out there and shoot below 68 because it's the greens are are challenged and i think you know it's it's typical donald ross where you've got some dog legs and you got the little elevation changes and and the greens are you know if we got them up to the 12 13 like we do number number two it'd be tough to keep some on the on the, on the golf course so yeah so obviously you've got a few years left to get ready for that 2024 us open which i'm sure there will be some sort of new and exciting things around that is there anything else new happening at the resort in the next few years we've done so much recently yeah i mean i think um we we definitely got a few things um on the you know kind of on the capital list obviously with 2020 being a little challenging it's things are ever changing i know we've got some things that um I'm probably not allowed to speak about that are coming up, but um, you know, it's we are excited for the 2024 U.S. Open. 
um, you know, with the USGA, there's there's probably some more championships coming down the road. And then, you know, we, we, we definitely talked about, you know, we just updated some of our Villa products over at the Carolina. Um, we're talking about, uh, you know, what is our what is our non-golf activity? So uh, we've got a beach club at, Pine, at Lake Piners that we own mm-hmm. um, that we're currently renovating that right now. And that'll have slides and, um, you know, be a great place for our members and resort guests to take the families. And, um, you know, I think, you know, one of the things we want to try to do is just, you know, we want to make sure our product are up to date you know the manor with the manor restoration that's been a great addition we haven't talked about the north south bar i don't know if you were able to get in there and see it but we need to try to get you in there and see it because it has the ceiling has like the routing of course number two there it's just got some great photos um you know with with what's happening in the world right now just it's we don't serve food there so it's not allowed to be open since it's a bar but it's a really really cool great great Mm -hmm. bar obviously the piners brewing company Um, yeah how have we not talked about that yeah it's um it's gosh what an amazing place um eric mitchell our head brewer uh i think um you know they made a great hire with him he is he he loves golf as much as anybody on property which is really cool um he's obviously up um you know up on the golf lingo and then the beer i mean he's just he came from heist brewery over in charlotte and i mean really is a is kind of the, the mad scientist so to speak because he can make any kind of beer and and you know we've um I think we've got a blueberry wheat beer that's on tap right now. He's working on a sour. I mean, he's got the, the Pivot IPA and mm-hmm. then also our 1895 Lager. Or we're canning those and we're selling them on the golf courses, you know, the 91st hole, the pine cone and things like that. And so, but that's been a great addition. The, I mean, the beef brisket over there is awesome. They do ribs during the weekdays and uh, it's, it's been a great place for, I mean, you know, we knew the resort guests would go there because it's a little bit more casual. Um, and then the members can go there as well. But the community has just really kind of gotten behind it. And it's it's just an awesome place. I mean, it's the old steam plant that powered the village in 1895. Right. And so it's just, it's got the old smokestack. And, you know, you're in there and you're looking at the brick that's from 1895. And it's just kind of, it's just kind of left a little unkept. Like it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a historic building. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's all awesome if you guys haven't been there you need to go before you leave we did it is so good um the chicken wings were ridiculous (laughs) i'm a big wings guy and those are as i mean as good as i've ever had yeah the whole vibe of that place is really good the beer is really good spoke house like we had i think me and my dad both did the sampler platters so we had our fair share yes and we love that it's uh, literally you know backdoor neighbors of right. the manor so you just yeah walk man, over all three all three of our properties the manor the holly and the carolina you can just kind of walk through the village and mm-hmm. go enjoy yourself and um you know you can stumble home if you're if that's what you're interested in <laughs> and uh but it's it is it's cool i mean it's a um it's a it's the village of pinehurst is a unique place and it's cool because you have so much history you have so much golf history if you're a golf nerd and golf junkie and uh you can all the you know anybody who of, of who's who has played here and walked these halls and walked the golf courses i mean you know right out there on the side of the clubhouse where they used to give the north sound trophy away i mean the bricks are worn down from their spikes and it's just like you stand there and you can kind of close your eyes and just be like wow i'm here yeah and i want to give you guys a lot of credit for what how the resort has operated um in terms of protocols around um the pandemic and and all that brings it's we felt just extremely comfortable the entire time we we've been here and 
um, you you do a good job of almost making that an afterthought because of how how careful how things have been planned out and, and where you know the check-in at for golf is is in that gigantic foyer room when you walk in the clubhouse and everything's um, clearly marked there's sanitizer everywhere it's just been very pleasant to to be able to experience all that you can do at Pinehurst and feel comfortable doing it good good yeah we um we were we were lucky i mean obviously this is you know nobody ever thought 2020 would be the way it is right now after such a great 2019 um you know we we didn't really know what to expect and uh, fortunately you know we shut down the hotels for 60 days um just for the safety of everybody and we moved the golf check-in out so you could kind of give get the six-foot barrier and you know, Calvin Berkeley, who's our project manager, he's, he did a great job getting shields for the Carolina Hotel and all the all the outlets and you know our, our team purchasing Christine McCall. They just they you know we got tons of masks and tons of sanitizer and you know we've been fortunate um, because we have we have a large membership. Um, you know the state of North Carolina allowing us to play golf um, has been it was tremendous for everybody. So we actually the golf operation stayed open during the whole time. So um, so Matt Barstow and David and all of our teams. Um, you know, we kind of got together and we talked through, hey, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And, you know, we've got on our website the Piner's Promise, which is kind of our commitment to our employees, our, our members, and our resort guests of, of what we're going to do. And, um, you know, we actually, before the state of North Carolina went mandatory mask, we, we, we made the call. So Brian Severn and I, who's a, he's a resort general manager, you know, we just just said hey let's just go I mean for our safety of our employees and um, you know it, it was unfortunate we did lay some employees off and you know, kind of starting to ramp back up a little bit now but um, yeah I don't think anybody really knew how to how, how to navigate what's happening and we're still learning and, and we're still still ever you know we've got to be nimble and we got to change and um, you know uh, like I said we've been fortunate that uh, you know we hosted the U.S. Kids World Championships which obviously was a, a lot different and you know all the large gaps and things like that were kind of, you know, they used to do a great parade and, you know, which kind of really celebrated the championships. And, you know, you, you kind of hate for those kids and, and, and all the people that come here now that, that things are different. But, you know, I think, like you said, I mean, most everybody that comes in, um, you know, we can't, you know, it's, it's unfortunate with the mask, you can't see our smiles. But, I mean, I think, you know, our warm hearts are still there. And we want to make sure that when you come here, you, you leave and you feel safe and you're healthy. And, um, yeah, the team's really done a great job. I think from the best thing about what's happened now is, is our management team as a collective organization is working together and communicating so much better than we ever have. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's kind of, you know, the benefits you can, you can see out of it are, are really good. And again, it's, it's been great. So thank you so Absolutely. much for everything you guys do. Um, so much golf in this area. Um, going over, you mentioned Mid Pines, Pine Needles. That's where I'm headed this weekend um, to get a couple of rounds in there in Mid South. I think we're going to play. Do you have a a course or two or three in in the area outside of the resort that that you enjoy? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's hard not to enjoy Mid Pines. I mean, I think it's uh, they did the restoration as well, and and you know Donna Ross, and um, I, I definitely like that one a little bit more than than Pine Needles. But mm -hmm. you know, depending on who you are, I think. It kind of goes back and forth. I love Tobacco Road. Chris Brown, obviously, who's the manager there, so he's a great friend. We play a little bit of golf together, and you know, Mike Strands was kind of a—he was before his time when he did all those golf courses at Title Farm, and um, 
Bulls Bay down in kind of the Charleston area, and, and it's it's I think people some people love it, some people don't, but uh, I think it's a great because you got you know it's like sixty six hundred yards from the back tee, so if you can keep it in play out there, you can make some birdies. You have some short irons in for the good players, and then. Um, you know, it's just got some great architecture depending on when you play. You know, if you play late in the afternoons, I think that's for mid-pines as well. Like, if you play in the mid-afternoon when the, you know, when the sun's setting and um, you just great, you know, you get the, the sun going through the pines and it's just, it's it's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, I'm obviously, you know, I, I love golf, played golf since I was five years old. And so, you know, I love playing new places and, and seeing those, but then, you know, go back to, you know, every time somebody's like, hey, you want to play tobacco road or, or mid-pines? Absolutely, because it, I just think it's a, it's a great, they're both great tests and, and they're a lot of fun because you can make birdies, but you can have some challenging holes out there as well. So, and, you know, Pine Needles is, is obviously great. They did some restoration, some of their holes and bunkers and things. And, um, you know, they've had, a, they've had a couple ladies opens out there. So it's always great to, to have more championship golf in the Sand Hills. And that's a great compliment. I mean, if you know anything about golf and, and women's golf, especially with Peggy Kirkbell and her legacy that she left out at Pine needles and mm-hmm. how they're carrying it on is really special yeah the golf fari event yeah. that yeah. she started out there yeah i mean it's, it's great the lodge out there is, is is pretty neat you know you got a little bar there and so you just it same thing you know depending on where you go it kind of takes you back in time i mean obviously the pinecrest inn is not a not one of our properties but another little great place to kind of check out and have a beer and you know you chip it into the fireplace it's kind of part of the piner's lore so to speak mm-hmm. yeah we love that place i've stayed there before and um yeah, it is a walk back in time. Tiny little rooms and yep. a really good porch. There's so many good porches here. That's that's awesome. I I love a good back porch. Um, we got a good one here. Yeah. No, it's uh there. You know, I, I um I'm thinking that you know, if I build a house, it'll definitely have a large porch. So that's the that's the one of the greatest things about the Carolina Hotel is um, not not just the history hallway, but you know you sit out there on the porch of the West Lawn. There's a little putting green out there. Our villas and our pool are out there, but um, you know a little rainstorm, and you know you can sit out there and have a cigar and just kind of talk and um, have a few beers with your with your buddies and um, or your family. And it's just it's a it's a really neat neat like I said take takes you back in time. Yeah. Well, I'm only halfway about through my week here and I can already sense myself I'm trying to live in the moment because I know as soon as I leave, I'm, I don't know when the next time I'll be back is, but um, it's it's so great. And I appreciate you sitting down with me and, and talking through everything. Um, hopefully we've enticed a lot more people to, to come out and experience this because if you haven't, I mean, you really, really should. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best golf resorts you can go to yeah well Al, i appreciate you having me on um glad you're over here with us and you know you're you're not too far away so you, you got to get here more than every seven seven years so. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> so uh it's so ridiculous but i mean i'm bluffed it now so it's it's more like five ish but yeah. that's still manageable that's still, still managed still absolutely. yeah so all right well hopefully you make some birdies today and i appreciate you having me on cool we'll see my chipping's been awful but just just put it from everywhere okay i'll (laughs) give it my best shot thanks man all right thanks all